Paul Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Bowles. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what have you been up to lately? I think I told you, but we are selling my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's important because all of Mom's basement collectibles are located in Mom's basement. And, you know, I have a lot of siblings, and we have a lot of stuff stored down there. And uh, we've been cleaning out the basement, and you would not believe the stuff I've come across. Like, stuff I forgot existed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just thought, you know, you and I could just talk about some of the things I found in regards to things that were everyday things, but now are like, you look at, like, we understand why we needed them, but uh, the thing is, my niece is there, and she was constantly going, Uncle John, what is this? Or Uncle John, what was this for for? And um, I thought, you know, we should talk about that, that there are things that were commonplace for us, you know, up in the 80s and the 90s that kids today look at, like, we would look at you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a telegraph machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was, what was, give me some ideas as to like what you found and your niece was like, what the F is that? All right. Well, the first thing was my sister's collection of 45 records. Okay. And my, my niece, you know, cause you know, records have made a comeback in the past, maybe five, 10 years. I think she even has a, a record player, but she didn't know what we found the adapter. So she, she knew that the 45s were records, but she didn't understand why there was a big hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. And she didn't understand how they would play on a record player. And then so we also found, when we found our old record player, I showed her the, the adapter, the 45 adapter. The little disc, right? The weird shaped disc that you kind of like put in that hole, right? Yeah. And, and they came, I mean, ours came with the... Um, record player so it was it was it was round and it was kind of thick and it just had a hole in the middle but do you remember the really cheap ones that had like a weird design on them yeah yeah and they were really thin and you really kind of had to stick them into the 45 <laughs> not not onto the record player itself i i mean i i think we've all done it we've tried to play our little 45s without the adapter <laughs> yeah we would we would try to put um <laughs> we would try because you would always lose the, the stupid thing and we were trying to weigh weigh down the uh, weigh down the sides, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So that when it spun, it wouldn't move around too much. But then the we would use pennies, and the pennies would just wind up going flying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, here's a question. You know, this I'm sure this is a physics kind of thing. Why in the world did the 45s come with such a big hole in the middle? Why didn't they just you know use a regular size thing hole like the albums? I don't know, man. That's a really weird... I mean, it's a great question. Um, what has to do with how it spins the record, like the torque on it, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we should Google that. Because, because if you had if you had the 45, you couldn't cue up the album. Remember, like you can... Like on a regular album, you put it... Like if you had some record players where you could actually like, like lay it on top of that thing in the middle... 
Right. Remember? Oh, it dropped down. And it would drop down, but if you had a 45, you, you couldn't do that, I think. Unless you had no, well, you, I, I, Yeah, I think you could do it with the adapter. Like I said, there was two types of adapters. There was kind of a round one that came with the rectifier that goes on the spindle, I guess. Is that what that's called? That little <laughs> the, piece nub. The, the nub. <laughs> the nubbin. <laughs> rectifier nipple. Um... <laughs> So there's one, and it was round. It's had the whole mill. You drop it on there and stayed on there. But then there was like the the, the the plastic ones that almost looked like some kind of weird, like Nazi symbol or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like Superman's insignia a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, and they went in the middle of the 45 itself. Yeah. So those you might have been able to drop, but you would need like three or four of those things, you know. Right. I'm gonna send you a picture of one right now. Um, yeah. So I, that's a good question. I don't know why. Um, well, somebody Why? knows, and if you know, let yeah. us know, right? You think it's physics, or...? I'm guessing it's physics. But then again, that's so dumb. Why don't they just modify <laughs> the record itself to play normally, you know, in regards to, like, the speed? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what all that was about. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was really cool, just... And, and I'm just going to preface this conversation with... A lot of it's going to begin with, my niece didn't know what this was. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I I told you I recently bought a record player, right? Because I bought, I got like this uh, Indiana Jones soundtrack thing. And right. the first thing you asked me was, do you like the sound of that thing? I'm like, no. <laughs> it just sounds well, terrible. I'll tell you, I bought one um, a few years ago. Now, I don't know if you know or if our listeners know, but I'm kind of a Bruce Springsteen fan. Oh, yeah? So... Yeah, so when I go to thrift shops, I'll look through their records. It was his birthday I, recently. I know, it's 71. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he's got a new album coming out on, on my birthday, actually, October 23rd. Wow. Oh, wait, is October 23rd? I might be confusing that with the Sea Guys movie. Your birthday? Which is which is not coming out. Oh. No. With the, <laughs> yeah, I know when my birthday is. <laughs> if that's when the new album's coming out. What was I saying? Oh, anyway, so when I'm at thrift shops or whatever, I'll look at the records, and if they have a Springsteen album, I'll buy it. And I'm not trying to find mint, you know, in, in you know, wrap, shrink, wrap it all. That's, I'm not trying to spend that kind of money. But I like the sound. The thing is, especially with those older records, I feel like they were made to sound that way. Like, hmm. when they were recording them, they knew they would what they would sound like coming out of the stereo, out of the record player. So, and there's something to do with that crackling and that, not that they skip, but I don't know. I enjoy, I enjoy it. I mean, obviously, I like the crisp digital quality too but there's something nostalgic about the records because we've talked about it in one of our shows like just sitting back and just putting the record on reading the um the album you know that if it opened up or whatever yeah yeah and, and just look at the album art and stuff like that and it was just fun and the thing about that is you couldn't skip a song i mean you'd have to get up and walk to the record player <laughs> move the needle um, yeah so you would really get into these deep cuts of albums and i think I think that's the joy of it. I think maybe that's part of why kids today are kind of like enjoying LPs now. I guess so. I guess. But, you know, I had a, a friend tell me, I, I think I brought this up on the show, that he told me that the sound quality you get out of a record is actually better than a CD. And I had a hard time believing that, but he says that. Yeah, I guess you can ex- extrapolate more authentic sound off a record, I guess. More or th- I don't know. Like, I mean, neither one of us are sound engineers or yeah, any kind of engineers. So okay, 
Yeah, but uh, no, with my record player, I, I, I enjoyed I thought it was fun. I I, re- I had a fun time, like, lifting the needle and putting it on the record. And, <laughs> and just like, wow, this is just so fascinating. <laughs> and, uh, and the record player is cool because it can uh, take that record and turn into, like, an MP3. <laughs> so low tech to high tech, but it, it was Oh, cool. does it really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. Pretty, pretty neat. So, oh, what, what, so do you... Uh-huh. Do, do you you I mean there's no nostalgia for the sound or anything? Oh no, there like is, you... and it was pretty neat because when I was when I was making that recording, the amplifier off that record player isn't the greatest, so I had the volume down a little bit, and you can you can hear the the sound coming out of the record itself, which is pretty cool, you know. But it was pretty neat. It brought back a lot of memories. I mean, I immediately I went online looking up like uh, storybook records that I used to have when I was a kid. Uh, so, you, yeah. you you look for Sesame Street Fever. I did. Of course I did. Of course <laughs> I, I would did. buy it. Yeah. I never thought to look for it. Though. Uh, yeah, if, I yeah. see it thrift, if I see it in a thrift store, I'm buying it. Heck yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> with Grover on the cover. If any of our listeners out there know, A, why the 45 hole had to be bigger, and B, why, you know, why we kept losing adapters. That doesn't, no, okay, now that we're talking about it, that doesn't make sense, because when you put the adapter on... It's then it goes from that big hole to a small hole, right? That's what she said. Yeah, it just makes a. So scene. what the hell? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, huh? Okay. Uh, maybe it's just, maybe it's just a way to make money. The, the big adapter. I guess. <laughs> the big adapter conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. That's such a weird thing. It's the three biggest ones in the eighties: big oil. <laughs> it, was, it was big oil. It was big pharma and. Uh, Big, big record adapter. At record, yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, were there anything else? Uh, you know, what kind of other things did you find? Well, I found something that not that even found it. it was it's in the house. It's always been in the house. I have one in my house. We obviously have one in my my parents' house. That I was shocked that my niece didn't know what it was. And it was the. Um, do you remember kind of the double sided can opener that you would use to punch a triangle hole in the Hawaiian punch cans? Yeah. I had no idea what it was. Because probably there's no well, reason knew, to she, know what it was. She, well, she knew the uh, she knew the rounded end was for bottles. Yeah. For like beer bottles, something right. like that. I don't know why, but I, no. I mean, what you say makes sense. She had no reason to know what it was. But for some reason, it, it, it never occurred to me that the Hawaiian punch can has faded out of existence. Which I'm still not sure it has. I've yet to see a Hawaiian punch like canister that you actually have to punch the two holes on them. I mean, they're all like juice boxes. And the funny thing is, it sounds like a unitasker. Like, why does Hawaiian Punch get to have their own opener? But if, if you know, <laughs> when we were growing up, when you watch older movies and stuff, they were opening their beer bottles, uh, beer cans with the same thing, because the cans didn't have pull-off tabs. It, so they would have to open their beer cans with the with Oh, right, too. right, right. Yes. And I think and I think they opened oil cans like that with, I, with a hole puncher like that. Yeah. So it was a very multi-use tool up until the I pull mean, tab. I, we, yeah, well, not, not just that, but we only used it for wine punch. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like you had one tool just for wine punch. It's funny because I, I saw that, and they actually had an. They called it a church key, and I had no idea that was the name of that particular device. I just think of it was like as the like the can opener like you said but you had to punch like one bigger hole and then a smaller hole on the opposite side to, to allow it to pour but that's crazy you still have one in your house 
Yeah. I mean, well, you know, why throw it away? <laughs> I guess. You Alan, never I, know I, when I you can find some Hawaiian punch. I have 45 punch. adapters in my house. <laughs> <laughs> what you said they call it? What, a church key? Church key, yeah. Opener? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they called it that. Maybe. Yeah, they still make them. There's, you know, there's got to be things out there that use it. There has to be. Maybe in food service because they have big cans of. of oh like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like like the the big industrial size cans that the machines wouldn't use, or you know your mechanical whatever can openers. Well, I remember when I was young that the church key—I'll call it that too—but the church key was responsible for me learning about how nature abhors a vacuum because I remember asking my mother why she would punch two holes in the Hawaiian punch can. Yeah. And she goes, well, air has to get in. And I'm like, well, why is air got to get in? It takes up the space that the juice leaving the can leaves behind. And it blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Science. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would use that knowledge in college when doing something called a shotgun. But oh. that's <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, the church. I never knew it was a church key, though. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I I, like, again, I'm sorry, I'm shocked that you actually have one because I'm thinking in my household. No, dude, I have not punctured a hole into anything to open up anything. Let me ask you: At your home, did you put when you were growing up? Where, did you put the holes on opposite, like complete opposite sides? Yes, I believe I did. Yeah, that was you know known. I guess maybe because if you put them close to each other, they would just the liquid probably block holes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right there, you go. See, they know what they're doing. What they were doing. You know what's wizardry? The those can openers <laughs> that that you can open cans, but doesn't leave like a hard edge anymore, like it used to. Oh, the automatic ones where it just kind of cuts. Oh, I think it just cuts the whole top off. I, I, yeah, well, my mine's a dial. And I mean, I, the down. manual kind. But yeah, I can open up the can. It doesn't leave the, that hard edge. And I remember, geez, as a kid, I'm surprised that I still got all my fingers. Well, first know. of all, what? I mean, the fact that we survived the '80s just is just insane. <laughs> it's just it's it's remarkable we survived the '80s. Like we didn't get tetanus or something. Right. We're yeah, good. I was always. I, I still I still can't open a can of freaking vegetables without almost cutting myself. You just don't eat vegetables frankly annoying is what it is <laughs> yeah so church key yeah what about you have you have you discovered anything your your daughter was like what is the deal with this let's see oh well, you know what one time we went out and she saw like pictures of like stuff that i had from when i like when i was in college and stuff but this is not really 80s but pagers was a thing at one time and uh and I remember, if I recall, there were like different levels of pager. Because I remember when it first came out, I think it only displayed numbers, like just a phone number. Yeah, it was just beep. Well, we call them beepers. 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 Yeah. yeah, mine. And you could actually put like put words on it and stuff. Like you actually oh, had yeah, to call you, somebody, tell them your message, and then all of a sudden it display on your pager. Yeah, you had the fancy one with a text message. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah man. <laughs> well, it's funny you brought that up because I actually found my old pager. Oh, there you go. At the house, and I threw it away because I'm like, like the numeric, uh, the like numbers only kind of. Yeah, because I, I never, because you had to pay extra for the text message one. Oh, okay. It was like extra for the service, so I was just went with the cheap. But remember, you like there were there were codes, like if you point if you punch in certain numbers, 
like a three-digit number. Boob? What do you mean door code? No, no. Like instead of. All right. So let's say I'm, I'm paging and I just want you to call me at home, right? Okay. You would you would get my phone number and then after it'd be like a three-digit code that would mean call me at home. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, like the like the boyfriends girlfriends would text one four three to each other. I don't oh, know, okay, you know. gotcha. But but there were codes for different things like you know meet me at three or something not at three but like meet me, just just little simple things. This was really big when we went to college because I remember. I mean, I didn't. I personally did not didn't own the the beeper like what you're talking about. Right. But I remember one of our a lot of our fraternity brothers had them. Yeah, that's when I got mine. I know Freddie. Well, the thing did. is, I remember Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Pay, yeah. Freddie. Freddie had the text one too, I think. Oh, did he? But um, yeah. Freddie. Freddie was a very important man. Um, drugs. <laughs> oh, stop it! No, <laughs> see, that's the thing. That's why we didn't have them <laughs> because it was all usually about drugs. Oh. Like the only people we knew when we were drug dealers. But <laughs> when we got to college and we interacted with different people, oh. um, uh, I would say our friends that had them weren't drug dealers. They were just, uh, you know. Status symbols, I guess. They were kind of a okay. form of a status symbol, too. There you go. I liked my beeper, though. Yeah, mine was a pager kind. Like I said, it, like you had to call, leave a message, and then that would be transcribed into a, like a message itself, and it would show up on someone else's pager thingy. And uh, that was fun. <laughs> well, it's funny because it was... Before texting. I mean, you could pr- you pretty much leave almost any message. You couldn't get too raunch or anything like that. But you could be like... Uh, what is your message for Frederick? <laughs> they would say the operator. They'd be very robotic. And you'd say something like, Fred, you're a dingus. <laughs> okay, your message to Fred is, Fred, you're a dingus. Is that correct? Uh, yes, five exclamation points, please. Okay, <laughs> your message to Fred is, Fred, you're a dingus. Uh, you're a dingus. Five exclamation points. Is that correct? Yes. May wow. I send? Or can I send? Or something like that. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> But it's like nothing fazes them. Like I'm sure people would get on there and say like the worst things possible. Wow, that's funny. Was, yeah, that was kind of short lived too. If I already call. Uh, yeah, for well, yeah, because I don't know. I, I might have had a good five years because the cell phone became affordable around what, like ninety seven, ninety eight ish, right? Yeah, about that time, and and text messaging was extremely new too. I remember we yeah. had you were actually limited with how many text messages you can get at a time, like how many like per month or something like that. You talk about the cell phones or with the page? Yeah, yeah, like on cell phones, for example. Oh yeah, because you had to pay for everything. You had to pay for data. You had to, pay, you know. You had to wait on weekends or after eight o'clock when it was cheaper at nighttime. Yeah, well, and remember, you didn't even have an alphanumeric keyboard. You, you had to use the uh, oh the QWERTY keyboard. The number, yeah, you had no. You have the QWERTY keyboard. You had to use the um, like you had it. You know how to hit the three letters on each number? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like T9, one, is that it, what they called it? Something like that. And if, yeah. like, like the H was the second number on the five, you have to hit five twice to get the H. Hey, dude, but you know what? I remember I can construct, like, full sentences without looking at my phone <laughs> in that fashion. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It, it was amazing. And now I'm constantly misspelling things because I don't know if because my fingers are too fat or if the <laughs> buttons got smaller. But, yeah, I used to be, you know, we used to be speed demons on those things. Heck, yeah. Yeah, the pager. I the, loved my pager. I mean, there was there was like a three seconds of nostalgia when I found my old pager. I'm like, oh, I should save this. Nah. And I was like, dude, it's been in the basement for 30 years. You <laughs> You're not going to miss it. Yeah. That's true. So I got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going along with, with cell phones and all that. And they still make it. And I don't know why. But uh, the phone book. When was the last time you looked at a phone book? When was the last time I looked at a phone book? 
Hmm. Long time, I guess. Yeah. I mean, do you? I don't know if they still give them residentially. I know they were giving the yellow pages out for a long time. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I, I for some reason, I do recall yellow pages, but like that, I actually like use it. Probably the answer is no. But I do remember the la- yeah. Probably the last thing I got was probably the yellow pages. Well, let's uh, for our younger listeners. So the phone book was made up of white pages and, and yellow pages. White pages were residential homes and phone numbers and addresses, which you know, in this day and age of privacy, I'm you're, I'm just like shocked. <laughs> just op- open a free book that everybody got that had your address and phone number in it. Yeah, I think you had to pay to keep it out of it, right? Yeah, yeah, we we were unlisted. Which how is that like not a like a mob type of scam? <laughs> <laughs> like give us money or we're gonna tell people where you live and what your phone number is. Like yeah. oh my god. <laughs> um, and that was the white pages, and the other half of the book were the yellow pages where you found businesses. Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean I was getting yellow pages fairly recently i would say within the past five years i had gotten some yellow pages and i go straight in the trash yeah and i feel bad i'm like wasting paper but i'm like i didn't tell them i needed this like I <laughs> yeah, yeah nowadays there's absolutely no use for the yellow pages at all no or, or the white pages and you know and like back to the future when he goes back to the 50s he's using the white pages oh yeah i was looking for doc yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i mean it was fairly it was very commonplace. We kept. Where'd you keep yours in your house? Do you remember? Oh, by or, the phone, in the kitchen, someplace. Yeah, yeah. We, we had. Um, and would you ever have more than one? Because I think it went by county, right? I think it was by county. Yeah, because I remember yeah. in my head I can see Bergen County on the on the like the, the outside of the phone book. I think the bigger counties might have needed more than one volume, but I know we had we had two counties. We had the uh, we had Monmouth County, which is where we moved to. And then I, I think we would get the Hudson County one, too, for where we used you, to live. You got two books delivered to your house? Um, I don't think we got the Hudson County delivered, I think, because my parents still worked up in that county. Uh-huh. And, my, you know, like, I had family members up there and stuff. I think they, they just brought it home, and we would just have two counties. Right. But, yeah, they would sit under under a wooden box that we kept our mail in. It's truly amazing we actually called anyone outside of our county. You ever think about that? Like, if you, didn't, like if you had to find a business and we didn't have the internet... How in the world did we find these phone numbers? That's a good question. It's just uh, well, we also had remember when uh, when information was free. Four one one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called information. And it was a live person. Yeah. Yeah, I guess phone numbers on the television. I guess. Yeah. And I think and I think before even four one one, I think did the operator use to connect you to numbers? Can you just call the operator? Dial zero. Wow. Did we? That's a good question. I think In my did. brain, I think, oh, yeah, I think really, really, really when we were young, we did that, I think. Or is that 411? See, now I'm getting confused. No, I think I remember dialing zero and talking and saying, For the operator. Forever. Yes. You're right. Yeah. It's actually, 411 might have been invented to alleviate the operator. The operators, because they were probably getting inundated with, with information calls. Wow. Well, what else did you operate for? Wasn't that their job pretty much? I guess. Oh, please. And then, like, <laughs> like in the TV, they'll, like, put these little plug-in wires. Yeah, That's phone amazing call. That, that you just dial zero and get an operator. Yeah. You know when they kind of, like, replicated that recently in the movie John Wick? When there was a hit that went out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And they, and they had, like, the, the bunch of people over there answering the phone calls. and Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, you just hurt my brain there for a second. Yeah, with the operator, right? Yeah, that's wow. That's a really deep memory. Holy smokes! Remember at one time too, like if if someone called you, they would hang up on you. You hit star sixty nine, it would auto dial the the person that just called you. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like later though. Though you couldn't do prank call. I mean, I made prank calls as a kid. They could never catch you. You could call anybody, and they would never catch you (laughs) till star sixty (laughs) nine. Yeah, till star sixty nine. Yeah. Ruined everything. Did you do prank calls as a kid? Of course. To write a passage. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. I would do stupid <laughs> things too. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> you know what to say. <laughs> and you know, we only did it, I think, when we had, like if you had a sleepover, you would do silly things like that. Like you wouldn't make that right. like your nightly kind of thing. No, you wouldn't come home from school and just start making They'll remember <laughs> there is this is back in the nineties. Uh the jerky boys. Remember those guys? Oh yeah, they, 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 their whole like CD was like prank calls. Yeah, they were funny too. Listen, sizzle chest. <laughs> I gotta look that one up on YouTube. And they were called they would call the same uh, the same like bartender or bar owner, <laughs> and he would just freak out. You know, you sons of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> go off on him. When I find you, I'm gonna rip you, throw it out. <laughs> the Jerky Boys. Wow. Well, that's where um, on the Simpsons. That's where they got the idea for Bart to make a prank home calls the Mo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how Mo reacts. That's pretty funny. That is very funny. Yeah, the phone book, dude. You won't see that anymore. No. All right, so this didn't happen while we were cleaning out the uh, basement, but this just brought up this thing about my niece. And so there's a memory. Um, we were going, uh, my brother was following me somewhere, and he wanted to talk to me, so he pulls up to me, and he, he does the roll down your window sign, right? Oh, yeah. And so I, you know, I press the button, my window goes down, and we're talking, and my niece was in the car with me, and she's like, what did Uncle Mark just do? I'm like, what do you mean? And she did the motion. She goes, what is that? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, how old young are you? <laughs> I'm like, that's that's how windows used to go down in cars. Well, explain the motion. She, well, you take your hand, and you, <laughs> you make it like a uh, upward-facing fist, and then you crank it forward and around. Right. Like you're cranking something. Like you're cranking a car window down, yeah. <laughs> because car windows used to have a crank, and when you wanted someone, when you pulled up next to someone, you want to talk to them through, the, you know, with, through open windows, you, you'd make that motion through the glass, which means roll down your car window. <laughs> but we still do. I mean, do you find you have you? I don't know how often you talk to people in cars, but it's still something we do. Okay, I got a funny story. When I was in college, remember I had that that Jeep Wrangler that I had. Right. And my car was basic. So I had the, the crank window thing, right? I think it was McGill. McGill pulls up on the passenger side and he does the roll down your window move. So I had to lean across my Jeep and then manly roll down the window. I'm like, what's up? You know, after it's down, he goes, nothing. It's like, well, you son <laughs> of a bitch. I had to roll the thing back up again. He's laughing his ass off. Well, that's why, that's why you normally park so your driver's windows are next to each other, not... Why would you want the? Why would oh, because we're we're like on the we're on like where's it Morris Avenue? We're All going right. to TRU, I think. And he was on, on the side, and he does the motion. I'm like, oh, what the hell, dude? Yeah, but you had to lean all the way over. And I had to lean all the way over, crank it down. He's laughing his ass off because he did it on purpose. I was like, you're such a jerk. Yeah, but I mean, we still do that, and and she was like, oh, that's really that's neat. I'm like. She's like, that's so much better than, than what we would do to tell you to roll down your window. I'm like, well, what would you do? And she just put her hand in the air and put her finger like she was pressing a button. 
<laughs> that would not make any sense to me at all if you did that yeah. to me. I'd be like, what are you doing? What is that button you're pressing? But the, the great thing is it started this whole conversation about other things in the car mm-hmm. that don't exist anymore. I'm like, because my dad was a smoker. I'm like, sweetie, you don't even realize, like, grandpa would have an ashtray full of cigarette butts in the car. <laughs> She's like, there were ashtrays in the car? I'm like, yes. Yeah, and some had, like, on every, like, door there was an ashtray. Yes, and, and, and they had a little metal metal opener. Yeah. And well, funny, I, this is what I told her, because I told her about the door ashtrays. I said, on airplanes, they still have, some of them still have ashtrays. Mm, mm-hmm. I said, it's kind of like that. And then she's like, well, why do they have ashtrays on airplanes? I was like, well, they used to be allowed to smoke, but that I know, but they're not going to like make new airplanes just to get rid of the ashtrays. But then, but then I was like, but do you remember on hot days and you put your arm on the armrest and the ashtray metal lid would be there and you burn your arm? Oh, heck yeah. Ashtray. Yeah. In my grandpa's car, that, and they like, had ashtrays in the back back seat too. Yeah, I was gonna. Ashtray. Yeah, if you're just sat in the back seat, the ashtray would be like right behind like the chair in front of you. There was like an ashtray there. Yeah, it just kind of folded in. Yeah, it's a lot of And I told her because where we plug in, I don't know what they call it, uh, but where you plug in your adapter or whatever for your your charger or your phone, mm-hmm. like if it's on a USB, it's your like the big round hole. Yeah. Yeah, is that what it's twelve volt? Yeah. I said, you know what's supposed to go there? She goes, oh, your, your, your car charger? I said, no, your cigarette lighter. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, it goes in there, you push it in, and it'll pop out when it's hot, and it'd be like red hot coils in there, and you just hold up to your cigarette and light it. Your niece is like, you barbarians, look at you. Yeah, I, know. She's, I was like, I was like, you have no idea how many times Grandpa yelled at me because I loved playing with it. He's like, you gotta burn yourself, leave him alone. <laughs> you know, you don't realize how much, like, people smoked back then it, until you watch like the show mad men you know I mean, which is a good right. representation of like the 60s and 70s and stuff they are smoking non-stop in the house yeah. in front of babies the doctor was i think the doctor was smoking too in the office too you know well my dad smoked most of his life i had an aunt that smoked i have a couple of aunts i think that smoked and it was just common and the funny thing now is you know i live in jersey i live close to, to pennsylvania and sometimes you don't realize it now because there's no smoking in restaurants or anything like that. But in PA, you can smoke in um, in restaurants and bars. And was it just bars? Oh, and still? You mean right time. now you can? Yeah, but I think it's after a certain time. Like after 9 o'clock, you can smoke in bars or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't realize it. Like we would go. There's a karaoke place that we like to go to. And you go there and people are smoking. All, and you kind of don't notice it. But when you get home, when I get home, I stink. I stink of cigarette smoke. I'm like, oh my god! Like, mm. did all my clothes smell like this growing up? Like, I just didn't <laughs> realize it. Um, but then again, I mean, it's just my dad was still the one smoking, so it was like a bar full of people smoking. But yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Like I said, it's amazing we got out of the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even some cars back then. I mean, you know. I'm trying I know we probably did have seatbelts, but it wasn't required till much, much later. And uh, and I remember my like even my my good buddy growing up, the, the, my they had like a station wagon. Essentially, if you're a kid, you just stayed in the trunk the whole time, while the adults <laughs> sat up front and and like you know right. you you're just bouncing around like a pinball. But in you there. love that. You love being in the back. It you was awesome. You know, and like yeah. you, you'd always feel like. My friend and I would always feel like you know we're we're in the in like the snow speeder because you know, you'd be facing backwards. And stuff. Oh, because well, yeah, because the the later stage wagons had the uh, 
in the back cargo area, they had a seat that popped up. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, my so brother went awesome. to Florida looking the wrong way the whole time down. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking north the whole way down. And um, yeah, that was awesome. And and they had, the, you know, the window that went down the door. I love to say we had station wagons my entire childhood. Oh, really? We had a big family. We had, I can remember three different station wagons. We had a green one with wood paneling. And then we had a... Oh, um, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, then we had a white one. Okay. And then we had... A, do you remember my silver one? I drove it up at college. Wow, vaguely. I had a silver station wagon with maroon interior. Maroon interior. Yes, and I it, once it hit 50 or over, 50 miles per hour over, mm-hmm. it would shake like it was breaking up in the atmosphere. <laughs> I swear to God, I would always pretend I was like re-entering the atmosphere and my ship was breaking up. That's awesome. Oh, it was it was great. I loved I loved that station wagon. It was a big piece of steel. Yeah, big piece of steel, man. You could you could uh, I I drove that thing. But we had one year, my senior year, we had a bunch of snowstorms mm-hmm. and classes were constantly canceled. I would just be like, they would try to plow the the, the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I would, me and my roommates would take my car out and just, just try to do donuts in the in the parking lot. With the station wagon? With the station wagon, but it had no traction. And no, I was tail, I was fish, fishtailing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was fishtailing to snowbanks left and right. <laughs> because the big piles that they, they you know, that they, they pushed all the snow into the big piles. Mm-hmm. It was great. But the thing never got a dent in it. It was amazing. Yeah. Built the last. Yeah. They don't well, then I told, I, I was telling me, I'm like, you don't understand, like, automatic windows, automatic locks. That's like, you had to pay extra for that kind of, you had to pay extra for air conditioning back in the day. <laughs> yeah. My Jeep didn't have air conditioning. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but getting back to seatbelts is my first car was a 1972 Chevy Nova and it has seatbelts. But they were like, they came, you know how seatbelts now, you cut, you pull them and they retract back. Mm-hmm. They didn't have this. It, this thing had like clips on the, on the roof above the door that I had to like wind it and clip it into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a right above. Above, above the window, right? Right above the window. And mm-hmm. um, we were, I don't think we were driving Egypt, but we were teenagers when they passed the law about seatbelts. Okay. Because it used to be, it was optional, remember? Yes. My dad never wore a seatbelt. Even after the law passed, he's like, I'm not wearing a seatbelt. He never wore a seatbelt. And now, do you ever do you ever accidentally free to put your seatbelt on and you start driving and you're like, this feels weird? All the time. Yeah. like. But now my I'm car like, beeps at me if I do that. It. Yeah, well... Well, remember for a while there, they had the cars that had the automatic seatbelt. Oh yeah, uh huh. If you it got would, in, it, it would automatically up. like tie you in. Choke you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my dad, my dad was like, "I'm not wearing a seatbelt." He never wore a seatbelt, That's even after awesome. the lowest mask. That's awesome. It, you know, just recently, my daughter said, uh, "I don't know if you remember, but I had a you know back back in college, I I, I had like a Nissan 240SX that had that those power power uh, seatbelt things." I think I remember that it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter is obsessed. Like recently, she goes, "Papa, I want that Nissan two No, she would say, "I want that." What did she say? Nissan S forty SX. I'm like, "No, no, the two forty SX." I'm like, "Well, why?" She's like, "Well, the headlights pop up." I'm like, "You want to get a piece of crap car just to get the headlights to pop up?" That's so I looked so in funny. Craigslist, I could not find <laughs> that car. What was that? The, was that the Ferrari that the lights popped up to? For. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Ferrari or did. Trans-Am or something. The Fiero GT did. A lot of the sports car Fiero, back then. Okay. Yeah, the Fiero did it. Uh, I told them, like, my mom had, like, the Thunderbird back then, and the whole thing, was, I think it flipped, like, completely over. 
I think. I have to take a look at some pictures of the old Thunderbirds. Dude, you remember hood ornaments? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like cars don't have hood ornaments anymore. Let's Funny you brought that up. My my dad owns a Mercedes, right? Yeah. You remember the red one, right? The, the convertible, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's no hood hood ornament. He recently put a hood ornament on there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Wait, first of all, he still has that. Yeah, man. Two thousand one. 300 SL, I think it's called. The red Mercedes from the garage. Yeah, he tinkers with it all the time. And he put a hood ornament on it? He put a, <laughs> I'm going to take it. This, I'm putting, I'll put on Instagram. He That's put a hood cool. ornament. I'm like, what are you doing? Because well, right on the grill is, a, is the big Mercedes sign already, but he wanted that hood, or hood ornament. Well, we, we grew up where people would break your antenna. <laughs> you, yeah. have a, you have a physical antenna hanging off your car for right. radios. Uh-huh. They break your antenna and they take your, your hood ornament and they steal your hubcaps. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tough. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Now that you're thinking of it, how did we survive the 80s? I don't know, but it's it's amazing. It's amazing what we've lived through and just 30 years later how kids don't know what certain things are. I'm like, I don't know if you could say that about us. Like, you know, teen- as teenagers in the 80s, was there anything that they were doing in the 1950s where we'd be like, what? Or like, why Why do you have that? Hmm. I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, it, it would be stuff that was like maybe not as technologically advanced. Because look, we even grew up, you know, we knew a world before microwaves. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Um, I, mean, so I do know, I'm like, my parents know. did own a film projector and I remember that was a pain in the neck because you had to like take the film and, and like kind of thread it through the device in it yeah but you knew what it was oh so. well, yeah yeah I gotcha huh you know that's a good question I'm gonna, this is a good question we need to <laughs> look up or, or ask yeah. our elders about it what are some things that they did that we, we you know don't do or didn't do in the 80s hmm yeah I just think well it's that thing about how technology is changing so rapidly now yeah, you know, and then oh, another thing I found. Oh, this is so funny. I found uh, the three-inch floppy disks. Oh no, kidding! I had, a, I had a box of them, and one of them was labeled my master's thesis. <laughs> so I actually have my master's thesis on one of these discs. Out of three point. And thank, thank God, I have like hard copies of it because I don't think a machine exists where I could put that in and try to open it up. The bigger ones were called the floppy disk, right? The well, they're all point. called floppies. Even the hard disk, the smaller hard disks were called floppies. Yeah. But the actual floppy disks were like five, five and a quarter inches, I think. Yeah, that sounds. And they were very floppy. They were floppy, yeah. And then um, I was I was talking to you. I, I watched War Games again recently, and he's got like ten inch or seven inch. His, his floppy disks are huge. In that movie, he had a like if you had to use a modem, you had to literally pick up your phone. And then put that phone device on like this other cradle. Yeah, so I was like, oh my god, my master seat. Like, I just found all these discs labeled with different papers I wrote. I'm like, why did I save these? (laughs) You never know, I guess. And they're all different colors. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. I got a little nostalgic. I'm like, because I'm like, I I don't even have a computer that plays a CD ROM anymore. So. I know I don't have it. It has three, three, a, a three-inch floppy in it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually holding on to my my like my my desktop over here is probably 
15 years old and i'm only keeping because i actually have access to like to play a cd on it you know oh wow yeah it's that ancient <laughs> yeah well one of the things i did bring back from the house i mean i brought a lot of comic books and toys but <laughs> one of the things i did bring back from the house was a uh i want to call it a boom box because it's not that big but it's a it's a cd player and a, and a cassette player and i brought back some mixtapes oh okay i cool. brought back i found some mixtapes i made which we you know, we've talked about our mixtape, uh, our mixtape episodes, and I found some. Do you remember the vendors outside the college cafeteria? Yeah. Well, there's the guy. Remember, he the guy that sold uh, audio cassettes. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally illegal, but who cares? Uh-huh. I found some bootleg Springsteen concerts that I had on cassettes, and I brought them back with me. I haven't listened to them yet, but. Are you gonna try and like convert that to MP3 or something? Uh I didn't think about it. I don't know if I can. I recently had my um. I went skydiving uh, about 20 years ago, and, and that was on VHS, and I recently got that converted to digital. Did I show it to you? I sent you a link. Um, I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I I did watch it when you had it on tape at your house. Oh, back in the day, yeah. yeah. So I just recently got that converted. But um, Oh, and I found my VCR, and I brought that back with me. Oh, wow. I would not dare try to use it, dude. Well, the thing is, I brought it back, but then I, I threw out all my VHS tapes. So, like, oh. why not? <laughs> That's yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I just I just found so much stuff that I saved, and I'm like, it was never a situation where I'm like, why did I save this? I just remember thinking I saved a lot of stuff from college, mm-hmm. and when I'm like, well, why do I have? It? I'm like, well, it meant something to me thirty to me thirty years ago, right? And that's why I saved it. But that that I'm emotionally distanced from that stuff, and I threw out. You know what I threw out that I regret it because I'm like. I th- I'm telling you this. I threw out. Um, I had a lightsaber. Which kind? And it was. I don't know. It was. It was. It's kind of you, you pop it out. You just fling it, and it pops out. And it had the sound effects. It didn't have the sound effects. Okay. I don't think it did. And I was. Uh, well, I had some of those. I threw those out. So I had this one, but it was separated from the other ones I had. I'm like, why would I have this? Like, I know why I you have that. Shush! I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I had it. So <laughs> I threw it out with my other lightsabers, and like a week later. I was like, oh my god, I know what that lightsaber was from. Sure. You know, you know what it was from? Yeah. What was it from? My wedding. It was from your wedding. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh crap. I'm like, yeah. We got pictures. It's all right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was cool. Didn't you like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, funny thing is, I was, I was telling you this uh, privately that, um, you know, I didn't drink at your wedding and I still don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> Wait, why? It's like a whirlwind day, huh? Why don't you remember? I I don't know. I just I don't know. I mean, I remember the ceremony. Oh. I remember the whole. I remember the whole debacle about getting a seat and getting a table. <laughs> I remember. I remember dancing with your with your coworkers. Like, and I remember falling on my ass at one point. <laughs> dancing. So, yeah. Hey, amongst all your. I mean, I, you know, what? I'm sorry. What I remember most about, for me, that was destination wedding because I had to go down to Virginia Beach where you got married I remember the stuff leading up to the wedding like all everything wait you're talking about the night before everything no I'm talking about the wrestling and the stuff that went on in the hotel okay <laughs> what we did with Fred's camera <laughs> <laughs> okay hold on the drive down remember I will set the car on fire <laughs> yes so amongst all the things that you found what, what would you say was the most like nostalgic thing that you found where you're like oh my god i gotta hold on to this or or not even hold me you could have thrown it away but you're like oh man this memory was so vivid to me 
oh, I don't know, man. There was a lot. There was a lot. There was a, there were photographs. Oh, from college? Sure. Yeah, just I just threw out so much stuff. Like I, I saved everything. Like I would save like nine different things from every wedding I went to. I'd save the invite. I saved the the party favor. I had like three or four bottles. You know, the little bottles of wines that you get at weddings. Uh huh. I saved those things. I had a bottle of like soda from Greece, and like for the life of me, I couldn't remember who I knew that went to Greece that got me a bottle of soda. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, like I, I think it was my cousin, but I, I honestly don't remember. But I threw. I mean, I was just like, I can't. I'll tell you what I found. Um, my mom had a box of little cameras, and there was film in a bunch of them. So I have like seven rolls of film, wow. and she had disposable cameras too. And I think my sister got married in '94. I, I'm pretty sure some of them were for her, from her wedding that never got developed. And I'm like, now I'm like, where do I go to get these developed? <laughs> like, wow. I'm real curious to see what's on them, if any, if they survive and if anything good is on them. That's a good one. Where could you actually develop film anymore? I guess. I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think photos are always like, like the coolest things to find, you know, about like your past and stuff. I love finding like old photos. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, the, the, that's the thing about the stuff I saved because it really, I, a lot of stuff did trigger memories. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Like I legit hadn't thought about my master's thesis. And, you know, I haven't thought about a three inch floppy disk in who knows how. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, uh, the, the Springsteen bootlegs uh, cassettes I, I forgot I had. And yeah, man, I mean, the, the, the funny thing is I thought it'd be a lot harder to throw some of that stuff out, but it wasn't. I mean, the memories were good, but like I said, a lot of that stuff was in, my, in the basement for 30 years, so. <laughs> and you started texting us, like our group chat. We're all fraternity brothers, right? Hey, anyone yeah. want this? Like, no. <laughs> Just throw that away. <laughs> That's the garbage, man. Come on. Yeah, well, I forgot I had, I had two of those things. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. I found the paddles you made me. Wait, oh, both of them? Both of them, yeah. Wow. I brought them back to the house. Wow. Yeah, it felt weird throwing those out, so I, I didn't throw them out. Okay. Most, I brought a crap load of toys back. Wow. That I, I, a bunch of toys I forgot I bought. That's awesome. That was fun. like. But you know those 90s so, toys you know, that you found? Uh, like, you remember you found Forge? Yeah. It's like, it, does that memory, 90s, I mean, it's, I mean, it is, I guess, a while ago, but does it feel old to you, or... Or when you find like toys from the eighties, does that have like more of an impact to you? No, the eighties toys have more of an impact because I mean we even play with the. They were cool to own. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, a lot of them are open. Yeah. But I saved the cards and stuff. Like I never did anything with them, and that's that's why. And that 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 happened again, like a couple of years later, when the Star Wars: Power of the Force came out. Like I would buy two, and I'd open one and keep them closed. But I'm like, what do you like? I didn't pose them. I take pictures of them. Which wasn't really a thing because it wasn't Instagram or anything. Yeah. So I would just open them and I'm like, all right. Like, I think it's initially you try to recapture the emotions of being a kid. Mm-hmm. But if you're not playing with them and it's not the same thing, it wasn't there for me. Like, I found a lot of my old G.I. Joe's. You know, I found Scarlet. Scarlet sitting in my car. Really? Yeah, my original Scarlet sitting in my car. Wow. I found a bunch. Of, I mean, I showed, I found, I have a tub, a tub full of parts from I the G.I. Joe headquarters. I have the G.I. Joe uh, C platform. I have, I think the hovercraft, parts of the hovercraft are in there. The Cobra hovercraft's in there. Um, the, my original Millennium Falcon is all busted up in there. Uh, the X-Wing. I, have a, I found a, a lot of my vehicles, but they're in 
I mean, they're they're just grimy and disgusting, and I don't know what to do with them. Like, part of me wants to clean them and refurbish them. Part of me just wants to throw them out. Hmm. So, so, I don't know what to do with them. And part of me thinks I could sell them a lot to somebody that likes to do that kind of stuff. Oh, there's quite a few, I believe, that would yeah. probably yeah take it off your hands for for a price. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into it. So mm. I'm not doing anything. Like even all those toys I took pictures of, I'm like, um, and I had been posting on Mom's Facebook collectibles. I want to, uh, I'm gonna put up there that they're for sale. You'll make me an offer. Oh, okay. And then we'll see if I can get rid of the, that stuff. There you go. So don't, don't try to treat me like a dummy. Like, oh, give me a dollar. <laughs> uh, I mean, because they're really because I never play with them, they're in really good shape. Like. Freaking Cyclops' eyes still light up. That one blew me away, that the battery still works on that thing. And Forge's, Forge's whatever arm thing is yeah. great. Like yeah. the, uh, the, the, not the recoil. The quick you know draw. I mean? The quick draw. Yeah. Um, Angel's wings flap. I, just everything is in great shape because I never I never did anything with them. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I do have a bunch of them still in package like that. I didn't open up. That's amazing. Yeah. It survived the basement. So is yes. the base is the basement empty now? It's. I'm gonna send you a link of the house. Okay. Because um, you know we put up for sale and uh, the basement. You because you, you. I think you've seen the basement. Yeah. Well, it was full. And not even full because oh. what twenty years ago it was full when you saw it twenty years ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a lot more, a lot more stuff. <laughs> wow. That's it was insane how much stuff was there. Um, hey, you should get in touch with that guy, uh, the Toy Hunter. Remember that guy was on TV? No, I don't like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, you don't have to like him, but he may be inter- interested in like those kind of like old things that you I, have. I, I, I found him as like he's, he's he's look. I understand what he's doing. He has to buy things cheap to, to sell them, but yeah. I just I, I think he lowballs everybody. <laughs> That's why he's a TV show. He knows how to make the money. Mm. Anything else? No, I just think it's pretty cool that there's so much, like, kids today just don't know um, just how we got through life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the iPhone, the, the venture of the iPhone just changed everything. You know, it has yeah. the camera, your MP3 player was the internet. It's it's everything. And, and more, more than you ever thought it would be just really changed everything and to think like even me now man like you know if i'm looking for something like a restaurant or whatever i, I go straight to my phone i get the answers within seconds without even Dude, i found i found my old digital camera and i'm like and it still worked but i'm like why would i need this well, <laughs> right yeah it right. was amazing like i remember i found my i i i don't know i got rid of it but i probably should have my first ever mp3 player was an iriver iriver yeah and it, and it held 156 whatever m mega megabytes whatever. yeah yeah and i used to put the ron and fez shows on there yes yes and i would listen to them yeah um i, if I, still I threw it I, you know, I got rid of it hmm. and the only reason i got rid of it because one of the situations right you know it's been sitting to sitting in a room in a box for 15 whatever 15, 20 years, you don't need it. You don't care about it. Just get rid of it. Right, right. It's, it's, it's pointless to have any, any, any kind of that tech nowadays. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jonathan, you can find us on Facebook, Nerdemy Podcast, Instagram, Nerdemy, Twitter. Why do you even bother saying Twitter? 
Nerdy Podcast, YouTube, <laughs> Nerdy Podcast. Hey, if you're uh, uh, listening to us through Apple or iTunes, please rate and review. Hey, didn't someone leave us a review recently? Or did they? I want to say yeah. We'll read it next time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure someone did. I got a question for you. Okay. I'm Dr. Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. How long is that movie? It's oh, you said that this morning. We are at... I got it. You know, I want to say in the movie, if like, if you're going by movie time, it's a halfway point. For my time... For oh, wait a minute. Time out. You're only halfway through the movie? Yeah. I feel like you've been doing this movie for like a year and a half now. <laughs> no, Crystal Skull started... Um, man, just springtime. There's only like okay. 20... I've only put it up like 20 episodes. That's true. I forgot you were becoming a doctor. Because you're a doctor. Yeah, but yeah, movie time halfway through. My time, I think I only have like maybe 10 more scenes left. Yeah, because I know you cut a lot of stuff out. I am not doing monkey stuff. That's what she said! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Some stuff I'm just not going to do. It's amazing how much that that this movie didn't need. And I think it just flows way better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm not missing any beats. I'm just like, oh, okay. (laughs) It's still a coherent story. (laughs) The story moves, yeah, easily, easily. The movie probably could have been like maybe 40 minutes tops. like an episode of uh <laughs> of the walking dead <laughs> i'm enjoying myself but yeah, yeah i don't know anything else jonathan i think we went through everything right no you don't find me at mom's basement oh there you go and, right. uh, yeah. say it again if you're interested mom's basement collectibles on ig and if you're interested in purchasing any of the toys i uh i put up recently the x-men marvel superhero figures from uh toy biz early 90s drop me a dm Wait, hold up. The, the the figures that you're putting it that you put up already, they're all up for sale? Yeah, I'll sell them. I mean I don't have a price on anything. Just DM me, offer me something, find an offer I like, I'll sell it. Alright, off the top of my head it was Cyclops, Archangel, Iceman. Spider Man, Venom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man Venom. Huh. Let me, let me take a look, I'll tell you right now. And they're well, all... Archangel I'm not selling. Uh, okay. And they're all still Archangel. carded if I, if I recall, right? They're all still in the Some are open, but they still have their card. All right, so it's Magneto, Green Goblin. He has his glider. Does have his pumpkin bomb? Sauron, Iceman, Forge, Venom with Living Slime Skin, Black Costume Spider-Man, Archangel. I'm saving. Hobgoblin is in good shape. Wolverine with Yellow Suit, Wolverine, Gambit, Spider-Man with real web shooting action, Cyclops, Venom with flicking tongue, and I'm keeping Archangel. That's only. A literal inkling of what I have. Like I didn't even post all my toys. And so you like, just want people to to contact you with a price. You're not gonna you're not gonna lay down a price. Yeah, at least in the beginning. I just want to get a feel, you know see what's out there, what people are interested in. I'm trying to remember what's open. Forge is open. Wolverine's open. Gambit's open. Cyclops is open. But again, I have their cards. I think Iceman was still sealed. Iceman changed colors, right? You put him in the freezer. Uh, some versions did. Some didn't. I think Sauron was still sealed too. Sauron looks good. Hmm. No, he's open, but he's got everything. Come on, yeah, dude! So you gotta you gotta post that toy, and you gotta put a price on there, or else no one's gonna contact you. Where are you gonna get these weirdos? Oh, yeah, I'll give it to you for fifty cents. I'll say no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll be polite. Yeah, I just don't know what they go for. I wouldn't even know where to look, and I mean, I guess I could investigate it. Yeah, man. 
Come on. You know, I mean, I, what I've really been focusing on is my comic books. Like, I've been pulling out some really good key key comics that um, are going for some decent money. Right on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I'm good. Till next time. Martha Snyder Cut. Peace. Peace.